Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm not talking about Sean Payton. I'm not talking about Caleb Williams. I'm talking about our very own James Palmer is joining us today. Tardy. It is a a brutal situation around this spot, man. man. No joke. Todd, where'd you park? I just try and look and find parking. I found some in the back. Normally I have to pay. Everybody was parked like an asshole in the back. Yeah. Over two spots, over everything. I'm like, I can't go back here. Unbelievable. Plus, Sorry. the streets torn up. No, we're good. We're, we're happy to be rolling with James Palmer, mm-hmm. with Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, with you here behind the camera. And man, we've got a packed show. And no better show than to have our insider, James, on because James, holy smokes, the uh, there's buzz, rumors, report. I don't know what you want to call it, but there's a lot of smoke. I don't know what it is going around Broncos country these last few days that the Broncos are going to trade up in the draft for a quarterback. When you hear that, what's your initial thought? How many days till the draft? Many. A hundred? Point. Like, it is way (laughs) too early for any of these things to be actually legitimate. Yeah. Um, Any of these conversations. Now, listen, there's a lot of conversations that happen down in Mobile right now uh, about players. Most of them are about free agents. Um, is there draft talk? Obviously, they're there evaluating draft picks. Yep. Nobody's doing a deal right now. And if you're near the top of the draft, you're a fool to be even entertaining a deal this early. Yep. You take this all the way up to get as much leverage as you want. There's no conversations about what would it take for us to get to... No. I'm sorry. That's not really happening. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's not. Like The Bears are not down there going, all right, one's for sale. What do you guys got? Like, no, that's, that's not how you play this. They played it great last year. That's why they got yep. the, the haul that they got, because they played it so well. None of that stuff's happening this early. We can talk about it. We can debate who they want to move up for. I, there's no major conversation getting done in Mobile right now this early before the draft on a trade at the top of the draft. 100%. And so let I think I, I tried to find the origin of where this buzz started because it's really picked up steam. And I think it came from Denver's own Cecil Lammy, and here, here's what he put out there. He said, there's a belief by many in the scouting community that Sean Payton has something cooking for the early portion of the draft. People I trust do not see Denver waiting for a falling quarterback. These evaluators believe the Broncos will make a big move up for a quarterback. It's all buzz, of course. This is Cecil. Uh, but the Shrine Bowl is where, it's it's there. Is where it goes <laughs> to kick off the draft season. The NFL thinks Payton is going to move up no matter what. Don't ask about compensation. Some think it won't matter because Sean Payton won't wait on a quarterback. He wants his guy now. I saw another draft analyst, uh, more of a national draft analyst, I don't remember his name, said that he was able to confirm this. I personally don't know how you confirm this. Um, so, James, I'm where you are. 
is that th- these Wait, are. So we're confirming the report that the team that doesn't have a quarterback wants a quarterback. <laughs> I think that's what Man. we're saying. Per sources. <laughs> right. And so, right. And so that's, that's where I'm at. They, they want a quarterback. Of course, of course. they do. Let's look. Do we have like a way to pull up like everybody around them that also wants a quarterback? There's a lot of there's a there's, lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. A lot of teams. That and that's around. why I was looking at and the the draft order. I don't know where they're gonna fall in can line. Can you could you got to. it up there? Can you go down the line? Yeah. So you got uh, Chicago, Washington, New England. They three all teams three. that all need quarterbacks. Yep. Then you go Arizona. They don't need one. Chargers, Giants, Tennessee, maybe Atlanta for sure. Uh, Chicago again. Jets. Minnesota, then Denver. And Minnesota so, probably needs a quarterback. Exactly. If they so part ways with Kirk Cousins. Ton, there's a ton of teams. And then the team right behind the Broncos want a quarterback in the Raiders. Yep. I think you're using Sean's aggressiveness. Yep. Sean's inability to accept losing, which is probably at the top of the NFL in terms of head coaches. Yep. And his lack of patience for it. And his desire for a quarterback. You can piece those together and put a report out that Sean Payton's going to be aggressive looking for a quarterback. I, I I think also in there I'm I'm coming in hot today apparently <laughs> I think also in there Todd it says don't worry about compensation or what does it say about um, compensation it says don't ask about compensation some think it won't matter <laughs> what <laughs> a deal has to get done with compensation yep yep oh my god yeah, it's not it's not like Denver's loaded with tons of options to to no. give away. So the compensation is going to be significant. It's going to take a lot for them to even move up in the draft. Yep, Mm -hmm. 100%. And and so I think where it starts, when when you talk about whether it's this report or whether you just think that Sean wants one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, first you have to decide, okay, how many top quarterbacks are there? I think people believe there's a top three, I think, maybe a top two, top three. Um, And so then you look at, okay, well, how many teams at the very top of the draft need a quarterback? The Bears, James, do you mm. think the Bears, and this might be the most controversial one of the top three, are the Bears going to stick with Justin Fields? Is there any chance of that, or do you think it's going to be Caleb? I think it's going to be Caleb, but I don't think it's a no-brainer mm. for Ryan Poles. Mm. I don't think the, the way Justin has earned the respect of that locker room, yep. you have to, and I talked to several GMs about this, you can't listen to fans. Chicago by the end of the season, they were all behind the fans, behind, you know, Justin Fields. You can't listen to the fans. But you do, in a way, these GMs have told me, like, you have to at least acknowledge your locker room. Right. If your locker room really, really likes the guy and wants to keep him, that has to be a little bit into your thinking. Now, Caleb Williams is a really, really talented player. I mean, a really talented player. But what what you're weighing is, has Justin come anywhere close to his ceiling? If we trade one and keep Justin, are we just getting better around him? They did a pretty good job this past offseason with putting some more pieces around him. If we could develop more capital, just like we did last year with all of the of everything they got from the Panthers, and they're not even done using everything they've gotten from the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we even stockpile the rest of our organization even further? I think they do take Caleb, yeah. but I think the point is he's going one no matter what. That's yeah. still him off the board before the Broncos get a chance to go after. I don't think the Broncos have enough capital to go after one. No. What did the Panthers have to give up to get from eight? Two, first, r- two, two first, first rounds. Round picks, and including a second, what turned out to be the number one overall yeah, pick. And a second round pick. A second round pick. And plus DJ Moore. Who's a yeah. hell of a receiver. Yeah. That's a lot to get yeah. from eight yeah. to one. Yeah. There's, so, so then what's being thrown around now, too, is Pat Sertan. The the most valuable piece you have and maybe like the only true value piece that you have. And so people are saying uh, to, to make that massive jump, Pats are 10 plus first round pick this year, which is 12. And then maybe an additional two first round picks. So would compensation matter to the bears then? What do you mean to the bears? If, if you're trying to, would the compensation then matter to the bears to make that decision? I, the Bears are going to weigh so many offers because of what we just described, right? Yeah. What Todd just went down the list, the number of teams that want him. Or also, remember, like, the, the Bears need to play this in a sweet spot. Like, you want to go down, but you don't want to go down too far. Yep. But the further down you go, what do you get? More compensation, right? right? The further back you go, you're going to get more for that pick. So you got to find that sweet spot about how far you're willing to kind of go down. They're already sitting there at nine, though. So they already have a pick in that range. Yeah. And then how far back do you go 
to get as much for the pick as possible before you go further back than you want to. It's like a, it's kind of like a, you, you, you have all these calculations in every building yep. and they weigh all of these. But I guess the, like, I, I don't think that's, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough unless you think, I don't know. I, I think I would have to weigh a variety of them and, and are they a corner away? Right. They have a really good corner in, in Chicago right yep. now. Yeah. Really should have been a pro bowler this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like Pat. I don't think Pat pushes a deal over the edge. In all mm. honesty, mm. do you, Todd? Um, I think he can, but you need a lot more to go with it, not just Pat. Because you're about to pay him too. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Because he's eligible for a contract right now. Yeah. So you're gonna have to pay him top of the market, top of the market. Yep. Twenty-five yeah. million dollars a year, and that's typically when you have to pay a player in trade value. That's you get bumped down a little bit. Yeah. And like you said, I think the Bears have so many options. Like, I think a smart play with it for them would be just going to three, trading with New England. Like, hey, we're going to take them if you guys don't mm. trade with us. You're going to get at least a first-round pick out of that trade. And you can also get Marvin Harrison Jr. because Washington is definitely getting a the quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of options instead of trying to come. Like, Atlanta's not too far guys. down yeah. to go. Yeah. Atlanta's a good spot. They're eight. That would be the That's same trade they made. Exactly. Yeah, last year. What's such a good point about, about this and that you both have brought up is it's not just the Broncos. They're not the only ones in here. There's other teams that yeah. are going to be making a push where maybe it's a lot more manageable. And in that scenario you pointed out, Todd, maybe the, the Bears drop from one to three and still take a quarterback at three. Yeah. But they just picked up an additional first-round pick. There's so many options for them. And, you know, saying that we're going to be aggressive, I think, like you said, that's not really new news. That's who Sean is. That's, Sean we is aggressive. a quarterback. We know that. Like, I'm not discrediting the article, but, I mean, that's kind of the common sense mm -hmm. when you think about it. Right. Yeah. 100%. A team that really needs a quarterback with a quarterback-heavy draft is really interested in making a move for a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. But now, now, Sean is really good, obviously, at evaluating the position. Yeah. Right. And we should be talking about what is Sean specifically looking for? Yeah. What does he prefer in terms of traits? I mean, we have to remember, like, he was this far away from getting Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Like, he One wanted pick. him so bad. Um, and Pat wasn't at the top of the draft. So I think you have to look at what he desires and then which one of these quarterbacks. They all don't fit him. They're all very different. Yep. And it's still really early. I know that's an, like probably like boring for me, anybody to listen to right now, but like the amount of evaluations that have gone on from a lot of people in buildings that are outside of college scouting are like just starting. Mm -hmm. yep. You know what I mean? Yep. The coaching staff is just getting in to the weeds of these college players because their seasons have just ended. So there's still a boatload of evaluations to happen, but what does Sean want? Like, let's think about it. Like, what has he had? What has he been successful with? Well, and let, let's get into that, yeah. and because there's not just the draft quarterbacks. And, of course, it, they Broncos could be really aggressive and trade up to get a quarterback. They could also stick at 12 and get a quarterback. There's also trades that they could do. Justin Fields could be available. There's also free agent quarterbacks, and you can be aggressive on those ends as well. So it's not just this one route. And I want to throw some quarterbacks your guys' way because it's not just who's the best quarterback available. As we found out, Russ can put up good numbers and seemingly be a good quarterback, but not fit what Sean Payton wants. So I want to get into all of the options at quarterback after I tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where the Super Bowl lines are out, and they've kind of settled in, Todd. We're seeing the Chiefs be two-point underdogs, and started at like two and a half, went down to one. Now it's settled in at two. That's probably where it's going to be. So if you want the Chiefs to lose, you can bet on San Francisco at minus 125, or they're just a two-point favorite. So if you think it's going to go San Francisco's way, you want to get in on that. You can also get in on draft odds right now. They've got, where would you guess, Todd, that Caleb Williams is to be the first quarterback selected, what the odds would be? Ten thousand to one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, he's a lock. Minus eight hundred. Yeah. So you got to put eight hundred dollars down to win a hundred for Caleb Williams to be the first pick. That's why he's being talked about the first pick. As James said, whether it's the Bears, whether it's someone else, he's probably going to be the first pick. And if you want to get in on all this action, use the code DNVR over at DraftKings to get five dollars. You bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly and in bonus bets. That's over at DraftKings. Must download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR. New customers get the five. If they place a $5 bet, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 
www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. And Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus packs expire 168 hours after issuance. DKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And shout out to our friends who are Circle K and their Inner Circle membership. It's completely free. It's a great membership. It's an easy download. You can use the QR code on the screen or you can uh, download the app into your email and phone number to be fully enrolled. After that, all you need is your phone number to get uh, tons of deals. The first five fill-ups of gas are 25 cents off. I need gas right now. The first five polar <laughs> pumps are free. Home. Every six free on several items such as pizza, roller grill, dispensary beverages, donuts, and more. Sign up with the QR code on the screen or go to www circlek.com forward slash inner circle for more information. James, your car might be running on fumes, but you're not. You're bringing the heat today. I am. <laughs> Guys, uh, some, we're just rocking and rolling here. Some national news coming down, and no better person to break it down. The Seahawks are hiring Mike, Mike McDonald. McDonald as their new head coach. Is it, this seems like a little bit of surprise. A little bit. This was, in a lot of circles, DQ's job that yeah. a lot of people thought. But it was a really interesting dynamic there because – as opposed to the other openings, this is a team that didn't need a massive like cultural shift, mm -hmm. uh, has a pretty decent group of young players, um, is not looking to completely rebuild, and the guy who has obviously been the identity of that organization forever is staying with the team. So a really kind of weird setup there because John Schneider, the general manager, is kind of... I think he's really, really good at evaluating talent in the draft, but this is our first time really seeing him run the show in Seattle in terms of other decisions because mm -hmm. Pete has always been a big part of it. And everybody around the league was curious if this is going to be, do we stick with kind of Pete's way or do we, does John go and pick somebody kind of the opposite, right. but Pete's still in the building. Right. Like it's kind of a wild dynamic. And that's why people were looking at Dave Canales a little bit because he's been there with Pete before and, and Dan Quinn because he's been there with Pete before. But Mike is has, has climbed the ladder really, really, really quickly. Um, his defense was brilliant this year, one of the best we've seen, right, Todd, in recent memory. For sure. Um, in everything that they were able to bring. I'm just uh, – there is a little bit of a can he lead an entire building. Sure. That is a little bit of a question. Um, I find this to be a kind of a fascinating – higher in all honesty he wasn't the only one on that side of the ball that really turned a lot of heads either anthony mm -hmm. weaver their defensive line coach his interviews with atlanta went phenomenal mm -hmm. like really 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 well um so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe he takes a step up on that uh defensive side of the ball in baltimore um but this is a fascinating one this is kind of the surprise we've had two surprises in the last like 24 hours ben johnson saying i'm staying yeah. <laughs> um which everybody was like i was told adam peters whoever he wants to be the head coach that's how the commanders are going to do it. And obviously his relationship with Ben, everybody thought that was just a no-brainer too. So the last two that were left, we all thought one thing, and now kind of something else is, is kind of happening. How risky is it for Ben Johnson to pull himself out of the race two years in a row? Yeah. Well, I think, I think his age plays a part in it. I mean, the dude's only 37 still. Yeah. Like, that's wild that he's been so desired. But at the same time, and you've seen this before, you kind of saw with D'Amico Ryans the year before this, um, when you're kind of at the top and you still want to learn some things and he still has some stuff he wants to accomplish in Detroit, you also know, like, I have a little bit better chance of picking my spot. And he's a little behind yeah. the ball because of this run that Detroit went on. Um, he can be a little bit more picky-choosy, mm -hmm. especially he's, he doesn't have, you know, time is on his side right now. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he, wants, he wants the bag, apparently, too. Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. And what do we find out? Jim Harbaugh's getting $16 million a year. Yeah. I wonder what bag Ben Johnson was looking for to be turning all these down. You know what Josh is just hanging out with right now after getting fired? Oh, what is it like? It was like six for 71 or 72. Ooh. Just hanging out. Just hanging out now. Man, if you if you can take it, which I know a lot of head coaches um, can't take it, but if you can take being fired, being a fired NFL head coach may be the best gig out there. Because if you want, there's I think another... fired college coach is pretty dang good, that's too. Pretty, yeah. Well, that's, that's really true, because you're getting yeah. even bigger deals. Yeah, the, the, the deals are longer a uh -huh. lot of times. Yeah. I mean, like Jimbo Fisher can just sit there for an eternity collecting yep. money. Yep. 
I like I like fired college coach. I, I mean, mean it stings for like the first two weeks. After that, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got to be over it. Yeah. The money keeps running. Yeah, you, you see the bank account, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, this is good. If I want to work, I can get a coordinator job anywhere I want because that's how the NFL works for the most part. If I don't want to work, I don't have to work ever. My kids never have to work. My grandkids <laughs> never have to work. Yep. It's uh, not a bad gig to get. Really quick, on this, on this line, is there any similarity with Pete? I know he was a head coach staying in the building, and John, when he uh, kind of stepped up in mm. the organization in terms of just – you know that same, that old guard is still there, and uh, it might might help, might actually be a hindrance in any way. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic I didn't really think of. We don't know exactly what Pete's going to be doing. I, I heard the word czar, which is an odd <laughs> term to use in football, but like, uh, you know what kind of happened is he was ready to retire. Then obviously Pete's Pete and was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to stay, <laughs> yeah. but they kind of already had made the decision. Um, I think he's going to be overseeing a lot, but I think he is going to kind of let John run things. And, and I think that has to happen, honestly, sure. if you want to turn this over. Um, obviously, John was, Elway was, he became the general manager, essentially, and he was making all the calls. Pete is not doing that. John Schneider is making all the decisions. Okay. Now, if he wants to be a sounding board for either Mike McDaniel, or McDonald or, or, if, or, or for John Schneider, he can be that for sure, and he's in the building to do that. And I think he's the type of, like, I don't know, Todd, how many guys you know that played for him. Like, mm -hmm. he's the type of guy that you just kind of want that juice maybe to kind of stick around a little bit, but right. he's not going to be making a whole lot of decisions. Right. No, but I think he does need to play the black ground because mm -hmm. he does have such a such a big personality. Good point. You don't want guys looking around and trying to figure out who's running the show here. Yeah. So I think that juice needs to be kind of off to the side. Right. Giving his input, but not like in front of the team giving speeches or anything. Seeing yeah. him from afar, that might be hard for him to be in the background type of guy. Pete's <laughs> wild, man. <laughs> uh, the oldest coach in the NFL that seemed like the youngest coach in the yeah. NFL. I think Andy Reid's the oldest now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no Belichick. Yeah. Um, okay, let's jump into these. Since we were talking about the college guys, let's talk about them. And would they fit? Oh, I thought you were going to do the free agent quarterbacks. Oh, we'll get to them. Okay. Wait, you want to start with free agents? Well, let's my start. personal opinion, what is... Okay, go ahead. No, no, you, no, no. Let's, let's I'm start not going to produce agents. your shows, Zach. No, 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 no. I like that because you know what? Free agents are first. Okay. The free agency is going to be That's the true. first route. Um, and so there's two big names that will be on the market. Big money quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins... Baker Mayfield. If the Broncos are in the running for either of those guys, it means Russell Wilson is no longer on the team. But with Russell Wilson no longer on the team, we know that the dead cap hit is just enormous. Could either of these guys actually be options? Well, what Sean has been good at uh, is pushing money down the line. Yeah. I mean, it's, they were the best at it in the world down there in New Orleans. And Oh, interesting enough that one of those New Orleans kind of cap guys has found his way to the Broncos mm. in the last couple of days. Um, they are very good at figuring out a way to manipulate money. Mm -hmm. um, this league has a salary cap. It does have dead money. There are ways around a lot of things. If you wanted Kirk Cousins, you probably, in all honesty, even with the $80 million plus that you're dealing with, that's probably going to be spread out between two years, you could find a way to make something work. Yep. You really could. Like... It sounds crazy, but you probably could find a way if you were able to maneuver things enough. What's really going to happen, though, is with this dead money is you're, you're going to lose other players on your roster. Right. Like, I don't know how they keep Garrett Bowles on this team. Yeah. yeah. Right? I know Garrett thinks that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, can't pay everybody on the offensive line. You're going to have this much dead money. You got to, like, so there's other spots that are going to take a hit. But I think you could make a free agent quarterback work. I really do. Just because... Sean has been a part of that, just kick the can down the road forever. Um, they did it with Drew Brees just time and time again. And that's exactly what a contract could look like. We talked about it, Todd, how yeah. players, and, and Kirk, it would work out for him because he'd get a massive signing bonus up front. So as a player, he'd get his money up front. But then by doing the massive signing bonus, that's where you can spread the cap hits out down the line. So maybe Kirk's cap hit is $5 million this year. You can, of course, absorb $5 million you, for your if quarterback. If you keep pushing it, I mean, look yeah. at what, look at what Tam Tampa made the playoffs. When we were all saying when Brady leaves, those void years that Tampa kept using that uh, Mike Greenberg was so good at down there, um, there was all these void years tacked onto guys to kind of set up the way that they were playing. Still made the playoffs this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're, they're, they're not in a great cap situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, may, it does hurt in certain things. I mean, they may not be able to bring back Mike Evans. Right. But you can find ways to kind of do the void years, do the other ways to kick it down the road, uh, and you just keep doing that. 
Yep. And some teams had that philosophy because of the the, the new rights deals that have happened. Yep. Um, the cap just keeps going up in in an exponential version. It's not going up like 10%. It's right. jumping. Right. So you're sitting there going, I can keep pushing money down because we have more money to work with down the road. And you know what's so funny is at the end of season press conference, Sean threw this in. He said, uh, well, every team has cap issues every single year. No, just the teams that he's the, never the really teams, worried the about teams that you're on. Exactly. Yeah. So he's not worried about that. If he wants a guy and he identifies Kirk Cousins as his guy, which I think makes a lot of sense in terms of what he's looking for in a quarterback. And maybe because he's coming off the Achilles, you do get him for a little bit of a discount. But Sean doesn't care about the price. And Todd, do you think that Kirk would be the type of guy that Sean would want? Uh, are we trying to win Super Bowls or what are we trying to do? Here? <laughs> I think Kirk's a good player, but Todd's he's, going after Kirk's postseason. But he's success. had every version of a team you could want: great offense, great defense, and wasn't able to get it done. I don't know if that mm. speaks to him or not, but I don't know if that is something I think is going to bring the winning culture. And now we're going to win a Super Bowl with. Mm. I think he's had every opportunity to get a get a get a chip. And if we want to go down the road of like, okay, we're building a Super Bowl team, I don't necessarily feel like. He's the piece of the puzzle to do it. That's just my opinion. I mean, he's never done it, so that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Baker? Does he fall in that same line, too? Well, if Kirk doesn't fall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Baker had a great year. It's yeah. the best we've ever seen him play. Yep. I mean, it's fair to say if you take the last five years with both of them, Kirk is, is far and away a better quarterback For sure. than Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, far and away better. Uh, I do think Kirk's style of play does kind of fit Sean more than some of these other guys, mm -hmm. I would say. The cerebral play, the yeah. ability to handle a lot at the line of scrimmage, the ability to mentally play the position a couple steps ahead mm -hmm. is the way that Sean likes it to be played. He likes quarterbacks that can handle a lot. I mean, Drew could handle a ton. Mahomes handles a ton. I know Sean thinks Tua even can handle a boatload. If you look at all the motions and everything that they do pre-snap and how yeah. complicated it is, they want, he wants a quarterback that can handle all of that mentally. That's like his number one type of thing. Doesn't mean he doesn't think he can't win with the other ones, but if you'd ask him, that's that, those sure. are the traits that he prefers. And that's winning in the pocket. And that's mm -hmm. like exactly what he wants from a quarterback, and that's the number one key mm -hmm. for that. And here's a little spin job for you, Todd. What if Sean says... <laughs> spin for you. Mm -hmm. um, what if Sean says, well, Kirk's been to the play. He's a playoff quarterback without me. He gets me, and that's when he takes over into the Super Bowl. Like you said, I think he does a lot of great things uh, pre-snap. He's a very smart quarterback. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe can't, Sean can't help him take that jump to being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't know. He's had Kubiak. He's had a lot of great offensive coordinators, a lot of great coaches. KO is a really good offensive mind there in Minneapolis. Yep, yep, yep. Kevin O'Connell is a really, really good offensive mind. But I'll say this. They were rolling before they were. we went down. Like they He was were. playing really, really well. Yep. Okay, you can just say no. You can say no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're going to say that, like honestly, yeah. are any of these rookies, you can't, nothing's guaranteed there either. No. Sure. Right? So, I mean, it's a, there's a very small group, I mean, that is at that top that you're just like, this changes everything. I feel like there's a free agent that we need to get to. Someone that's going to pique your interest. I don't know who it is. I think oh. there's someone, though. So I'm going to read some names after. You grab a Marg over at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's. The best Marg's. The best queso and the best happy hour out there. They've got so many locations all across Colorado, but specifically in Denver. If you're in Fort Collins, you're in Boulder, you're anywhere in the Denver metro area, you got to stop by Illegal Pete's. If you visit Denver, it's a must-go for uh, a Marg for their queso, great lunch spot. So check them out. Our friends over at Legal Pizza, we love it. We know you're going to love it too. And shout out to our friends over at Empire Today. They have now joined the DMVR like family. That. You can go to empiretoday.com forward slash DMVR. If you're looking for new flooring, carpet, um, to make sure your home is beautiful, I think we may need some as well here at the DMVR studios. Go check out our friends at Empire Today. If you schedule a free in-home estimate today, all listeners can receive $350 off uh, discount when they use the promo code DNVR restriction apply. See empiretoday.com forward slash DNVR for details. Okay, so we know Kirk Cousins, not in Todd's book. Um, I feel like there's someone that James is just waiting to jump on. No. So let me throw some names okay. out here for both of you Gardner Minshew. <laughs> okay. I love no, Gardner. He's going to the Pro Bowl, baby. Saying. I love Gardner Minshew. He's taking, the, he's taking the Winnebago down to yeah. Orlando. Uh -oh. He's going to be in the Pro Bowl games. I love Gardner. Oh, what an awesome, awesome dude to cover. 
You got you would have a blast with Gardner. Yeah. He's just the greatest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's this story in college. He I think he wanted to uh, have a, a redshirt year, and he was like three games through playing, so he he couldn't play another game, but he, it had to be a medical redshirt, and so he drank a lot of vodka, and then took a hammer to his hand. What? And, to try to break his hand, and. Uh, he wasn't able to do it after like a couple of slams. He was like, I can't do this. I got to tap out. So he shows up to practice with just like the most swelled up hand ever. But he didn't break it. So it wasn't medical red shirt. That's it was just not throwing hand he was doing this to, right? I, I think it had to be. Yeah. He told this to us on a conference call um, like many years ago. And I was like, this dude is psychotic in like a great way, too. Yeah, that's Because he just brings it. He's um, a bash, man. He was going to go to Bama and be a grad assistant before his last year of college. Nick really? Saban was trying to get him on his coaching staff. That's how smart Gardner is mm. as an uh, offensive mind. So he was running out of eligibility, and he didn't think I'm an NFL prospect, probably not. Uh, and he had a conversation with Nick Saban about joining Bama's staff. Wow. And then played one more year, I think, for Mike Leach, right? And then yep. played Took great off. and ended up... I was there for Gardner's... For the beginning of Minshew Mania. Wow. I was in... Jacksonville for the big Nick Foles premiere right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he wins the Super Bowl. Jacksonville signs him to a big deal. Week one, he throws an absolute dime, like fifty-yard touchdown, breaks his collarbone. Right in the first half, then Gardner Minshew comes out and dominates. Then the second half, then they told me not to leave, and I stayed all the way through to week two and wrote a story on Gardner wow. and stayed. I went to his house and all this stuff, and he was living with just a bunch of like practice squad guys because he was like <laughs> nobody. It was awesome, man. He's the greatest dude. That is, but incredible. no, he's not a realistic option for okay. the Broncos. Okay. okay, and why? Because you said the thing about like his mind, his offensive mind. I'm like, man, Sean would love that. Yeah, but he's he's he is very limited physically mm -hmm. in terms of playing the position. I would say Shane Steichen got a lot out of him. Shane's one of the best, I think, had one of the best coaching performances of the year this year. Um, they put up a lot of points uh, that we didn't expect them to put up. But I think there still are some limitations with Gardner. Now, That's if fair. you're looking to regroup this entire thing and you're looking to try to still win some games while you're trying to get out of this cap hell that they're in, you could do that with Gardner. You, mm -hmm. I mean, he's not going to cost you a lot. And you could probably win games with him. He could be a stopgap. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Gardner with a draft pick. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, and sit a guy for a year. Someone without physical limitations? Jameis Winston? What about him? He's got some limitations. <laughs> <laughs> physical? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him run? Oh, well, uh, that's fair. I don't know. If Sean, is Sean looking for a running quarterback? I mean, Sean's had him before. Uh -huh. Yeah. He did. He went 5-2, mm -hmm. 14 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Now, stats, obviously, in Sean's mind can be very deceiving mm -hmm. after benching Russ with 26 to 8. No, I thought that was, if you go back and remember that, like, that was a great coaching job it by was. Sean Payton. That was Mr. No Risk It, No Bix Skit, like Jameis Winston coming from Bruce Arians, where he had, yeah. like, a zillion interceptions yeah. the year before. And Sean just had him just, like, put him in a position to where, like, you are not going to make a mistake, yep. if you remember that. Like, he had a ridiculously high passer rating, but he was throwing for, like, 140 yards a game. Mm. They were just limiting him like crazy in terms of hurting the offense. I thought it was a really good coaching job by Sean, honestly, if you remember that stretch at the yeah. beginning of that year. So then been there, done that. Yeah. He, he's maxed it out. Okay, I'm going to throw some other names out here. Tell me if any of them interest you in Sean's, Sean's mind. Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, and Todd's former teammate, Drew Locke. Any Dang, of those guys do anything? I don't know if any of them just jump off the page to me right now. Like I said, you could put somebody else in that Gardner group uh -huh. if you're looking for a, sure. like, like a stopgap period um, to get yourself out of these two years of salary cap hell. Like Tannehill could probably do that for you. Yep. Um, I guess. Yeah, that's about mm. as least inspiring as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> but this might be the, the way you go because I just think, personally, if we look at you know, look at Kansas City in the Super Bowl and how they've had this sustained success. Mahomes is one of them. Two, they keep draft picks. And they draft awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, you're eventually going to have your quarterback, but you got to have a team. Yep. If they give up, Cecil has them trading up to one <laughs> or whatever it is. You don't have any other players. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to start drafting well. Like, 100%. It's the whole reason why – I mean, not the whole reason. Mahomes is – brilliant yep. but like you look at that defense that kansas city has they're all draft picks right 
and they're one of the best defense in football. Like every guy is essentially a draft pick. Yep. So and then, do you start make picking players? Do you trade for Justin Fields? I mean, I'm looking at these guys you could trade for. The names are Justin Fields, Kyler Murray. You can't trade for Kyler Murray because that contract, of his contract is crazy. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones, his contract probably also crosses him off it's the got, list. It's got some outs. It does. That deal oh, does. Oh, that, yeah. that's true. It was. It's a four-year deal, but it's got a lot of outs to yep, it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I guess he he might be on the table. Um, Geno Smith, Sam Howell, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Andy Dalton. I really like Justin Fields. I feel like he kind of turned the corner as an NFL quarterback this year. And then he's also had a lot of ups and downs. What was it? Three offensive coordinators in four years. Like mm -hmm. it's a lot of turnover, yeah. especially trying to learn the position and play it at a high level in the NFL. I think he still has the potential to be a good quarterback. And if the, if the bears are done with him, I think he's definitely somebody we should look at. I mean, and I don't think he's going to be crazy expensive. Maybe, but I think we can get him at a relatively good price. So, He's probably the most, if, if of the realistic options that they wanted to go with, he's probably the most talented player. Mm -hmm. Talent. Mm. Most talented option. Does he fit with Sean? There's so, some people around the league think he doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. Like, he just does not see it. Mm. There's other people. I know Baldy has said this on my show a bunch. Like, he totally thinks he sees it. Justin is, here's the thing. If you have a, if you have a show, like, say, on a program like DNVR, and you want, like, ratings in chicago just talk about justin fields <laughs> i mean the guy is a lightning rod because mm -hmm. everybody has an opinion like what like kind of what todd said like everybody has kind of a nope he's just not the guy or no he just hasn't been given the right opportunity yeah. he's been put in bad situations look at the talent like everybody has an opinion on justin one way or the other and that's the way it is in decision makers around the league too there are plenty of them that i've talked to that are like no, the guy the kid just doesn't see it unreal athlete mm. this is not sustainable mm -hmm. there's other ones that are like he is growing by leaps and bounds and just wait because yep. he throws he's got a monster arm and unbelievable athletic ability mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um he can hurt you a lot of ways and if he keeps growing and learning look out like those it, there's not too many players that have two different schools of thought on him out there in the league like Justin does. So if it's interesting. If Sean does have that thought, then it could be honestly maybe the perfect balance where you're not getting him for a seventh round pick because he does have no. that talent, mm -hmm. but you're not having to give up three first round picks to go and get a rookie that you have no idea about. If Sean, no, Blaysen you're not giving could, up that much. Could, no. Couldn't this be a, a, a perfect path to go get someone that still has that really high upside without having to give up multiple first round picks to go trade for a rookie? I think so. I, and I kind of treat it like the transfer portal. You got a guy oh. that's played for a couple of years. He's not fresh off the boat. You kind of see what he could do, and you feel like you can elevate his game versus going and get a, a, a high school senior that you don't know still. Mm. He may be a five-star on paper, but you don't really know if he's going to fit your system. Go get Justin Fields, man. Let's see what he can do. And I don't feel like he's had great talent around him. I won't say he's had the greatest offensive minds coaching him. He hasn't had continuity with the staff. I Those think he true. hasn't had a true opportunity to be great. Like, we've seen what a lot of these other free agents could do because they've had great opportunity and great coaching. I don't think it's been there for them. Man, Todd, it was something you said a couple of weeks ago that is selling me more and more on Justin Fields. And it's the one game that maybe he looked the best as a pocket passer. That was first against half the against Broncos. the Broncos. <laughs> exactly. He was awesome. And Sean, when when they promoted Jared Stidham to be the starter, he kept pointing to the San Francisco 49ers game with Jared Stidham. He kept pointing to one game as why he liked Jared Stidham. Now, there were some other things, but he kept pointing to that game. And so if Sean's willing to do that with one guy, he was firsthand seeing what Justin Fields did to the Broncos. He was dicing us up, he man. He was. He was looking like he needed to be in the uh, MVP race. <laughs> yes, he really did. It's going to be it, that would be interesting though because what we have seen and there's different ways of thinking. I brought up Dave Canales earlier who got the job in Carolina because what he did with the last three quarterbacks he was with and they're very different in Russell Wilson, Geno Smith and then Baker Mayfield. Mm. And having the ability to adapt and mold his offense. I've talked to him at length about this. Um to his quarterback strengths like changed everything he did from with geno smith to when he got baker oh what is baker like here oh he likes this and this when he steps back and he plants that foot and rips it oh i know he likes that let's build off of that let's eliminate these other aspects let's mold this all towards him i don't know if that's sean mm. sean has his system mm. i don't know i can say that sean did it 
He had he Drew Brees. Win? Then he changed for Jameis Winston. He changed for uh, Taysom Hill. He changed for Russell Wilson. And he made all of them look great, but none of it was exactly. I, I mean, it was, none yeah. of it was exactly what he wanted to run, like how he ran away Drew Brees. But I think he was able to adapt the system. Russell Wilson, had, what did he have? Picks the interception. It was like 20, 26 to 8. 26 to 8. Like, that's a phenomenal year. Sean didn't like it because he couldn't make the on-time throws, and then he kept putting the team in, like, bad positions. But he made True. Russell look good for the most part. I think he could do that with most quarterbacks. Now, now because he has options – I think is does he want to do that? That's my point. Yeah, yeah. like like mm. I'm not saying he has an inability to do it. I was describing Dave as a, like that's a massive strength. His his, right. his offensive identity isn't really established like Sean's, uh-huh. right? It's okay. kind of like it molds so to to every guy, right. and it's more towards the quarterback. Sean right. has a lot of success in what he does. Doesn't mean he can't change and adapt. He can. There are plenty of open receivers uh, this past year, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. But him moving on from Russ kind of shows you, does he want to do that? Yeah. I think that's a great point by Todd. Yeah, yeah. So now when it comes to the draft, are there any guys that you think Sean identifies and says, that's my type of quarterback? Because there's f- potential five first-round picks in this draft. Obviously three that you probably have to trade up for with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Maybe J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, uh, or Bo Nix followed you at twelve. Are any of these guys ones that, Todd, I know you identified Michael Penix as your guy? Yeah. Do you think he fits? Is that the type of quarterback that Sean's looking for? Or when you feel the buzz out there that the Broncos, that Sean wants his guy, who is that? I think think it could be Penix. I think it's any of these quarterbacks that are very smart, um, can make on-time throws and accuracy. I think it's less about athleticism and – that power that everybody likes to talk about. Oh, this guy can throw a 90-yard bomb. Yeah. So what if it's off target and it doesn't connect? It's like, a hell of a throw at that BYU pro <laughs> day. Yeah, oh, my Zach God. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson, the second-round pick. Yeah, I the think second he, overall pick. I think he wants a quarterback that can can make the, the tight throws in windows and then also diagnose defenses and put things together. So I think it's Penix. I think in some ways I think it's J.J. McCarthy based off of what he's had to do at Michigan. Um yeah, I think there's a couple quarterbacks that could do that. And, and I think Caleb Williams could be anyone's quarterback. Sure, like he sure. has all of the traits, running, the mental, everything. So, but he's going number one overall. So yeah. unless you uh, can make that trade, which is going to be very difficult, probably not. A guy I think is going to pick up a lot of steam is Bo Nix, mm-hmm. um, because I think he's great at reading the entire field. He did that at Oregon, short and and intermediate throws. Masterful at maybe that's too much of an overcorrection for what we saw with Russ this year. Mm-hmm. And he does have a strong enough arm to get that deep stuff too. And that's a guy where it's kind of the opposite of the buzz right now. You don't have to trade up to go get Bonix. And if you're trading up, you're trading up to like 10 to go get him. So it's it's not a massive overhaul, but that's a guy that I think is going to pick up a lot of steam. Okay. I'm, I'm full discrepancy. JP's yep. still in Super Bowl mode. Yeah, that's Leaving true. for <laughs> Vegas on, on Sunday. So I've not done any work on quarterbacks yet. Once I get back from Vegas... I'll sit here and I'll give you everything that people have told me about it. these quarterbacks. Love but it. I will say, I'm scrolling through. Well, I was still listening to you guys, so it was multitasking. <laughs> but I was scrolling through my man Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 that just came out yesterday. Yep. Right? He's got the top three are all the way up there, right? Caleb is one. I think uh, Drake May is like four. Okay. And like, we got the Heisman winner at like five. And then you drop all the way down to 23 for Bo Nix. Yep. And then think like 27 for J.J. McCarthy. Okay. And all the way down to 40 for um, Penix. Yep. So I, I, if, you're at tw- if you're going off of like DJ's early look, yeah. you could probably sit at 12 yeah. and get one of the next three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Obviously, quarterbacks always go higher than right. their actual ranking on teams' boards yeah. because of desperation and the importance of the position. But you might be able to stay. And staying and picking that guy is not the end of the world. Like, that yeah. doesn't hurt your franchise, like, right. moving up yep. and missing. Yep. But also missing at 12 is brutal. Like, you look at New England right now. That's about, what was Mac, 15? Or yep, 13, exactly, 15. And now they're sitting there, no clue what to do. Right. So you can't miss at 12 either. I don't know. It's going to be a <laughs> wild one, man. So, James, got a lot of time. You mentioned how you've just been Super Bowl mode. You've been every Kansas City game. Is that where they've had you on assignment for? Yeah, I was at the one where 
Oh, yeah. Uh, like, that. yeah, like my entire genitals <laughs> went up inside my body <laughs> when it was negative 30. Uh, um, it was just insane. And yeah. then that, that game against Miami, then to Buffalo, then I was just in Baltimore. And you got stuck in Buffalo. So, yeah. man, this has been a blast of a playoffs for you. You've, you've literally frozen mm -hmm. yourself. You've got stuck in Buffalo and Detroit well, I didn't get because of that. I got stuck in Detroit because I couldn't get out of Buffalo. There weren't enough people working at the airport to go get our plane. Mm. So we just waited till somebody <laughs> got it and brought it to the gate. And then I missed my connection. So I stayed in Detroit uh, for the night because surprisingly, there's not a lot of flights out of Buffalo. Yeah, uh, yeah. shocking. There. Real quick, James, my brother, uh, my little cousins and brother see the show and they've seen you on the show before. You came on TV on the Ravens game, I believe, at the very end. Oh, what, interviewing Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they started yeah. screaming, oh, that guy's from DNVR. <laughs> I'm like, kind That's right. of. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's Was right. everything okay with that game? I mean, you you were the one to break the Justin uh, Tucker, oh, Patrick man, that Mahomes, video, Travis video's, Kelsey. The video's got some views, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were talking about on New Heights today. <laughs> um, yeah, I just snapped a couple videos of yeah. uh, what was going down. Let's ask the former player. Mm. All right. So Justin Tucker, you know, you probably saw the videos, right, Todd? Yeah. Everybody has. I don't know, like 50 million views or whatever it is. No big deal. Um, big time. Like, he's he's trying to warm up on the goal line right in front of the opposing quarterback. He does this every single week. And I talked to players on other teams that drove them absolutely nuts. And he does this to get under your skin. Yeah. Mm. It's not out of line to do what Travis Kelsey and Patrick not Mahomes did. I don't no, know. right? That's no. your end zone during warm-ups. Absolutely. The field is split in halves. Mm -hmm. We have a half, they have a half. And I know kickers kick at both, but that's not kicking at both. No, no. That's trying to get under their skin, like you said. Yeah. And uh, I think he was rather nice about it, because I felt like with some other teams that I've been on, we would have made like more of an issue. And <laughs> would made you sure, have? Yeah, he probably would not have even been able to get past the 50-yard line after that. Like, he would have been forcibly removed to the other side of the field. And Patrick Mahomes said, um, he said, I've only had this issue three times in my career where there's an opposing player, because I warm up here every single time, the three times I've been in Baltimore. Yeah. Listen, he does this. It's, it's funny. I go on the field, and I'm on, I'm on the field for the whole celebration or everything, and I'm backpedaling. Uh like on my phone, probably posting some Taylor Swift video, and I get a big push in my back, and I turn around, and it's Jason Kelsey, and Jason goes, we are going to break down your video on New Heights this week. He does that against everybody. Mm. I was so mad with him when he did it against us. Yeah. Um, we are going to do it. And so the other part that he brought up to me was like, it's a safety thing. Like Pat's dropping back, and his eyes are downfield, and he's throwing, and Justin Tucker has multiple footballs lined up. Like, yeah. right where Pat's feet are. Yeah. Like, and his helmet. So they asked him to move. And Justin Tucker, I was told this, was like, fine, I'll move. And he took his ball and he went. <laughs> and he moved it like an inch. <laughs> and then that's when things got, like, to a little bit of another level. Why do you do this to the Chiefs? You don't poke the bear. No, like Travis Kelsey. come on. But and he is, like, I, I understand his confidence, too, because he's, like, he's the greatest kicker of all time. So yeah. his confidence is probably through the roof, yeah, too. Of course. But, yeah, it was wild. But. It was a fun little pregame. It got things, got the juice going pretty good in that building. That building was insane. I mean, it was nuts. When Lamar came out pregame, and then when Ray Lewis came out and did his little dance. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's one of the loudest stadiums. Isn't that, that's one of the loudest stadiums in football, and it is it so rocking. underrated. Yeah. It's not considered that when people talk about the loudest stadiums in football, but it is up there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. 
The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So then the Chiefs, you've been following them this whole time. What do the Broncos do? What, what, what does a team do, especially the Broncos, in not a rebuilding mode, but kind of taking a step back mode? What do you do to not compete with them next year, but compete with them for the unfortunate reality that we're quickly realizing is the next 10 years yeah. of this guy, of yeah, Patrick the, Mahomes? The, the greatest player to ever play in the league. Like I think that's safe to say now, and the guy is 28 years old. And I don't think it's hyperbole at all to say we, it's the greatest player to ever play in the league. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Yes. Pat just hasn't played long enough yet. Mm. Like, you go look at their first, I think their first five, it's been broken down. Like, it's very similar. And then until you get to, like, touchdowns and interceptions. And Pat has, like, 150 more <laughs> and, like, 30 less picks. Wow. But the, I think Brady had three, t- three titles and Pat has two. Um, but anyway, how you would compete. But, anyway. <laughs> but how you would, honestly, how you would compete. Yeah. And I think what has happened outside, and I know it's just saying outside of the best player we've ever seen. Yeah. I mentioned the draft picks. Like, they knew when to rip the Band-Aid with Tyreek. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we should probably make this trade. Mm. Um, this is not going to make us better as an offense, but it's gonna, and we're going to take a step back. We're going to be better as a team. And you look at the players that are out there. Trent McDuffie came out of that trade, yeah. who's one of the best slot, maybe if not the best slot corner in all of football. First team all pro this First year. First team all pro this year. Um, drafted. Darius Sneed drafted Nick Bolton who runs that entire defense Bags told me the defense literally does not work without him he's the smartest player he's had since Antonio Pierce who's a head coach now Mm -hmm. in the NFL like all these guys are draft picks then you pick and you make your I've always had GMs tell me this it's not the day one free agents in the first hour that change the course of your team Mm. it's the middle of the road pickups that you make that build your 53 man roster that's huge. Drew Tranquil, and Todd, you know this position better than two of us combined times 10. <laughs> like, one of the sneaky greatest signings in the NFL this past year to pick him up for almost not next to nothing and the amount he's played for them in the middle of their defense. Yep. That type of pickup. Justin Reed was, like, not a first-day free agent. And look at what he's doing, at, you know, as, as leader of their secondary. And then you're really smart on the back end of the draft in certain positions, like running back. Like right. Isaiah Pacheco is a seventh round pick. Right. Took the kid from Tulsa this past year. That's probably going to take Pacheco's job after he runs himself into the ground because he runs like a madman. <laughs> probably won't even get a second contract. Yeah. And you, you reload on those types of positions. All these guys are draft picks like Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. Those are, that's what, a second and a third round? Or no, Trey Smith was like a fifth round pick. Right. One of the best guards in football. And then you put Joe Tooney with that. And then like. So you just got to be really smart with the way you build your team. I think Brett Veach has done a really good job. But you you can't be behind the eight ball while you're doing that. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. The Broncos are behind the eight ball right now with their money situation, right. and they don't have the quarterback figured out. Obviously, all this stuff's easier to play when you figure out the quarterback spot. For sure. And their success early on, Pat was on a rookie deal. That is a different right. deal. Right. I'm talking about building your team now when you have to pay the quarterback so like they have to do. When I hear that, I think like maybe the, the ideal plan is – to truly rebuild. They do. They, tell me all the spots where you're like, is this, all right, simplest question, Todd. Is this team a quarterback away from being a true Super Bowl contender? No. There's too many holes. Like, we talked about it um, going through the draft and, you know, potentially not picking a quarterback because then we started talking about D-line, outside linebackers, tight end. Like, there's so many different players or so many positions that we could draft even in the first round if we didn't get a quarterback that we are not one quarterback away from making the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So what scares me, though, is it seems like you guys are absolutely right. You need, you need to build from the ground up. But Sean and Greg Penner even said it like, we, we are impatient to win. We are all about winning this coming year. Can you do both things at the same time? I feel like we've, we've got two competing interests going head-to-head here. Well, the Chiefs were pretty good before they got Mahomes, yep. if you remember. They had to trade up to get to 12. Like right. They weren't picking at the top of the draft. You know when they got Patrick, so the Bills regret that. Alex trade. Smith, yeah, Alex Smith was playing pretty well. Like they were yeah. when they did, they were, they a good were team. Hell of you a played team. against them. Hell like, of a team, yeah, yeah. The, the team was good. Like it was a good team. Um, this the sustained success though is through the draft. It ha- it has to be. 
there's too many contributing factors to a team's success, right, Todd? Like, you mm -hmm. played on a pretty complete team, like, with a good quarterback and without a high-paid quarterback. Yep. And you could be successful without a high-paid quarterback in some, some sense, but you got to have a pretty complete team, even with a good quarterback. Yeah. I so mean, it's on George Payton. Yeah. Which is completely. fair. It's on the general manager. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he, overall, he's drafted well. I think so, too. I just don't know. He hasn't drafted well in the positions that you need to be great at yet, which is O-line and D-line. Mm. Running backs, he's done a good job. Uh, returners, corners. Um, he's done good, like, kind of all the way around. Just, I think we've, besides Cushionberry had a good year this year, but I think that we need more in the trenches to really be a good team. You know, mm -hmm. you know how you become good at drafting in the trenches? Hmm. You actually have to draft in the trenches. The Broncos <laughs> haven't drafted an offensive tackle since Garrett Bowles. And I'm not talking like first-round offensive tackle. I'm talking about offensive tackle, Dang. which is wild. There are teams around the league that truly believe you should never go a draft without drafting at least one corner and at least one tackle. Yeah. Mm. Right, Todd? Like, there are plenty of teams that are like, I don't, I don't care if we picked one in the sixth, yeah. right? but like we should pick a corner and a tackle in every draft. Yep. That, that is a philosophy in a lot of buildings. And uh, a position that the Broncos might go if they do move on from Garrett Bowles and let's say they get Kirk Cousins in free agency, that 12th pick could absolutely be a tackle because this is a strong tackle class too. Mm -hmm. So, James, mm -hmm. this has been a strong show. Thanks for joining us, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I felt like I was kind of a downer. Uh, oh. um, but that's the reality the I think we're in You're right keeping now. Keeping it real, yeah, baby. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Appreciate that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you. Uh, we might be on the same flight to Vegas on Sunday. Really? Yeah. Afternoon, really? Southwest. No. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, no I'm just got, kidding. You I got the No. I got to be there PJ? early. I'm on a United flight in the morning. Mm. I got to be there early on, on Sunday. You're going to spend the weekend the, at the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Nice. We leave Friday, though, so we're not there for the game. Are okay. you staying for the game? Yeah, I'll be on the yeah, sideline. Of course. Oh, yeah, big <laughs> flags. Nine straight, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nine straight. I love it. I love it. You and Taylor at the game. She'll be there, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> it was a big report by Ian yeah, on our show was, on Sunday that, that she will get there. I don't, I don't know. So don't maybe really we'll care. catch up with you next week in Vegas. Love yeah. having you on. Let's do it. Love having you on. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m.
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with the Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.